I recently deleted 20,000 contacts from my email list. It wasn't the first time and it sure as hell will not be the last time. In this video, I'm going to talk about how drastically email marketing has changed over the years and if, if email marketing is even worth you investing in anymore. Let's get into it. I first got started with internet marketing about 15 years ago, and there used to be a saying back then, the money is in the list. It was like the entire goal of marketing was to get somebody onto your email list so you could hit them with an automatic drip sequence to get them to buy whatever it was that you were selling. The internet has changed a lot since then. There are so many more communication channels that are bogging down people's attentions, specifically social media where people are spending a lot more time just dwelling on those platforms, consuming content. Email has become a little bit more of a nuisance than it used to be. So having somebody's email anymore doesn't make them a buyer. In fact, a lot of times you'll get somebody's email and they probably have no idea how or why or when they gave you that email anyways. Now, what I'm not saying is email marketing is no longer effective. People check their emails every single day, multiple times a day. And as long as people are doing that, that channel will always be viable. And it is still the number one last touch. And when I say last touch attribution channels, that means of all the channels that are out there, social media, organic search, paid search, paid social, email marketing, affiliate marketing, all these different channels, that email does drive a lot of conversions, meaning people open an email, click, and will actually buy in it. However, don't misconstrue that, meaning that if you get somebody's email, they're gonna buy, because what last touch attribution means is that it's just the last touch. It doesn't refer to anything happened for that. They saw you on social media, they heard you on a podcast, they joined your newsletter, they had a sales call, etc etc the list goes on there's infinite possibilities of how people could find it all i'm saying is that having somebody's email and nurturing the right way and treating it the right way can be a very viable sales channel for you still even with all the other noise happening so in order for email to still be effective you have to understand your marketing mix and you have to understand where it falls within that now i do a lot of consulting with clients and i usually get two different types of people with email all the way on opposite extremes so the first type is, yes, we have an email list, but we don't do much with it. We never really send emails. I don't even know where they're coming in, if it's from an ebook or from our sales funnel, whatever it is. That's type number one. And then type number two are people who have a list and they just bombard it with sales offers. I actually have a friend who owns a gym and uh, he's opening another concept of a gym. And we were talking about marketing over a couple of beers one day. And he was like, yeah, I have this huge email list. And I was like, great. And he was like, yeah, there's 100,000 people on it that I got from this previous business and a couple of other previous businesses. He's like, I'm just going to send an email blast and send them our new offer to join our new gym. I'm like, no, 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 that's, that's not the way it works. That's not only going to trigger a whole bunch of spam issues, but it's not the way that email works. You can't just grab a bunch of emails from other people and contact them. It's like knocking on a cold door. People are going to throw something in your face more likely than buy. So what I usually suggest for people is doing what I'm doing. Burn your email list to the ground. Get rid of them all. Having a bloated large email list where you don't know where they came from, your open rates aren't great, it just causes all sorts of problems on the technical level, not just at the human understanding psychology buyer. People aren't just gonna open it and be like, oh yeah, great, I'm gonna join your gym, or oh yeah, great, I'm gonna buy your product. It's not really the way it works. Because when it comes to email, less is more. A smaller engaged list is 10 times more valuable than a massive unengaged dead list. So what I mean by that is if you have 100 contacts and half of those people open it and half those people click on it, it's much better than having 100,000 email lists where only 2% of the people open it and click on it, which is generally what happens when your email list gets too big and too bloated. We see this a lot 
Well, in the natural world too, if you want to grow a tree to be big and strong, you got to prune back the branches. You got to cut back the dead branches so more sunlight can get to it and other branches can grow and flourish. We see this a lot with content when it comes to SEO, going through your website's old content and pruning content that's no longer relevant, that's no longer engaging, that Google does not want to rank and just getting rid of it helps to clean up your overall website and drive up overall authority, ranking factors, and overall quality of the website, which means Google's gonna to wanna to rank it more. It's very similar with email. If you've got a lot of contacts that they don't know how they got on your list, they're not engaged, they're flagging you as spam, what it's gonna do is it's gonna crush your email deliverability rate, which is why you probably see your open rates and click rates plummeting over time. Because you got all these contacts that don't know how they got there, don't find any value in your content, and they're either not opening it, they're sending you to spam, or they're sending other signals back to the email server that they don't want to get these emails despite opting into the list. So I do suggest that you burn it to the ground and start over. And I know that takes a piece out of you because you spent money on those contacts, you put a lot of effort into getting them, but I promise you they could be hurting you more. And when you do prune your email list, a couple of really good things happen. Number one is your overall cost goes down. Email platforms are expensive, right? When you get to a certain contact list in active campaign or whatever it is that you're using, you have to pay more. And you're paying for all these dead contacts that are not only not valuable to you, but they're actually bringing down the performance of the contacts that do want to be there. Number two, when you prune your contact list, your email deliverability goes up because when people are on that list, they know how they got there. They did opt in recently to your content. They are interested in engaging and opening and clicking and forwarding it and replying and sending to people. Then your email deliverability is going to go up. This is a huge thing. It's a silent killer when it comes to any sort of email marketing that nobody really talks about. Email deliverability. A lot of these email platforms and servers are under all sorts of heat, all sorts of legal things with can spam and all these different issues that they're facing. You want to be very, very sure that the people who are on your list have opted in to be there. You can do things like even adding in double opt-in where somebody opts in and they have to confirm their subscription, that sends a huge signal back that this is a good contact and that they want to be there. Another tactic that I used to raise deliverability rates and build quality of the list is to send an open-ended question as an automation. For example, if you sign up for one of our sequences of the Blueprint training, the second email that you get just says, hey, who are you? Are you an agency or consultant? What happens is, is those people respond to it thinking that it's me or someone on our team. And that sends a massive, massive, massive positive signal back to the email server that this person is here, they're real, they wanna be here and they're engaging. So going after these little hacks to try and increase the engagement on your list at a much smaller size allows you to build on that and grow it properly over time, right? When you have a small engage list, it can become a big engage list if you're growing it the right way and you're treating the email list the right way. Reason number three why you should prune your email list is because offers expire and contacts go with them. So what I mean by that is your ebook <laughs> from 10 years ago that you published and got you know 10,000 people on probably don't care about that anymore. They're probably not even working at that company anymore. Their emails are probably expired. They're no longer engaging. It's like getting rid of dead skin. Just clean it out. Get rid of it. You don't need it anymore. I know you're clinging to it because you think it's going to make you money. It is not. I promise you it's costing you more than you make. Strip it down. Get rid of your contacts that are no longer valuable. You can even just go into your email platform and just have it do it for you. You can just email cleanse You know, every month, every 30 days. Just clean dead contacts. If they haven't engaged in the past two months, get rid of them. You don't need them much easier to go out and get new people in with new offers that are relevant to what they're doing now and what they want to consume now and matching up your email communications with that. So with that being said, I constantly am cleaning every six months, I'm deleting massive amounts of contacts. And the reason is because we're running a lot of paid traffic campaigns and we're getting a lot of email opt-ins for free templates, for webinars, for VSLs, for videos, for our sales leads that are coming in. So we're constantly going through and making sure that we're treating these contacts properly because 
we do make so much money off of our email list because we're now treating it properly. Now we send out communication. Not only people are opening it, responding to it, but now we can actually send out offers, sales offers, book a call offers, join our Slack community offers that actually convert. And our email list has become one of our most prized possessions because we own it. There's nobody out there. We don't have to worry about Google algorithms. We obviously have to worry about deliverability and stuff like that. But as long as we're treating the list properly, then we don't have to worry about updates. We don't have to worry about crowded news feeds. We own those contacts. Those people have opted in to be here and they want to hear our communications. So the key to building good email lists is again, threefold. Number one, fresh, relevant, and regular communications. So that means when people are signing up, you clearly let them know what they are signing up for and you're sending out communications that match with that. A great way to do this, honestly, and I'm seeing a big resurgence with this, is newsletters. But the key to a newsletter, A, again, is sending out something regularly, not every other month or not five times a week and then five months from there, you have to have a regular communication schedule. Number two, it has to be valuable. Don't just send out a bunch of links. Don't just promote content from other places. You have to send out original thoughts. You almost have to treat it like you treat LinkedIn. You have to send out original thoughts to your email list that adds value for them to be there, that keeps them there, that has them forwarding it to people, that has them replying to you, that has them actually want to receive the communications that you are sending. The second way to run an effective email marketing program is using proper segmentation, right? So again, if you have multiple offers, if you have just two that we recommend, we call a macro offer and a micro offer for every B2B company. A macro offer is gonna be something like your consultation or a demo, right? You do wanna make sure you're collecting those people, pushing them into your email platform and also pushing them into your CRM as well, depending on where they are in the stage of the journey. Tag those people. <laughs> do not just put them onto a general list of newsletter. Do not just put them onto uh, a random kind of automation here. Put them onto a list, send them a couple of automation emails, remind them why they're here, send them any additional information that they need, and then store them properly in there. What I like to do too is I like to migrate these all over time to a singular newsletter list. And what I do is I send them an email that says, hey, five days ago, you opted in for a phone call for us. And now if you're interested, I'm constantly sending out information about X, marketing, why you're here, free tips. If you want in, all you have to do is stay here. If not, there's a big button underneath that you can unsubscribe with. If you're no longer interested, please unsubscribe because I'm going to be sending communications. And what it does there, again, is it drives a lot of engagement. It drives a lot of action on the list and it then opts people into our newsletter list that we can then push long-term communications to. So the other type that I was talking about is a micro conversion, right? So things like VSLs, webinars, eBooks, um, anything where you're giving something of value in exchange for an email list. What I like to do with these is again, put them onto an automation sequence that is hyper relevant to why they signed up, right? So for example, if you have them sign up for an eBook, don't just start messaging them and sending them emails about booking a call. Send them emails that support the eBook. Break down the eBook. What are the chapters each day send them a different chapter the goal to get somebody on your email list is not to convert them to customers and really to nurture them and to provide them information in a way that they want to consume it and that they can consume it so i always tell people this in my team right when we're doing an email list sorry when we're doing email automation off the back of like a vsl or a webinar the goal is to get them to consume the content it is not to sell them, it's to get them to consume the content because if they consume that content, then they will be likely to buy. Just because they join the email list doesn't mean that they're likely to buy. If they consume the content that we promise to them, then they'll be likely to buy, right? If I can get you to watch a 25 minute video talking about a problem that you have that leads into the solution that we have, I want you to watch the video. So the emails that we're sending are not only driving people to watch the video, but they're summarizing nuggets of the video so I can get them to consume it on the email where they're comfortable with. And then 
then after that, again, then we'll migrate them to a list or at the end of that sequence, if they've engaged what we can see, we'll have our salespeople reach out to them directly and see if they have any questions, right? We'll try and get them into our Slack channel. So we're constantly using email to move them along, not just like buy, 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 buy our stuff. So it's really important that you're using segmentation properly to understand how and why they're coming in, where they're coming in and providing content to them that is relevant to them and not forcing buying down their throat. And then three with effective email marketing, I kind of already covered it in the first two, but congruent, consistent, and specific, right? So understanding how they're coming in, where they're coming in, why they're coming in, when they're coming in, tagging them properly and sending them communications that match to that. Don't try and get cute. Don't try and get fancy. Don't try and get too aggressive by trying to get them to buy off of coming in from an ebook. That's not why they're there. They came in from an ebook, help them to consume that ebook information. Don't just have them sign up and blast them with emails and let them float on because then the whole thing is a waste, right? The goal with email again is to engage, to nurture, to generate conversation and to get them to consume information that is relevant to your macro offer or what you're ultimately trying to sell them. So that's all I've got. If you guys have any questions, any comments about email marketing, drop them in the comments below. Happy to do any follow videos or answer any questions in the comments. And as always, if you like this video, like, subscribe, and I'll see you in the next one. Thank mm -hmm. you.